to the back porch conjure. I am Ifa Abeo. Yeah, I know it's been a while, but before I get into it, grab a seat, cop a squat, get a pillow, a blanket, a chair. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold to drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Y'all, 
Happy New Year. Merry past Christmas, blessings of Kwanzaa, all those good, good things. I'm serious, man, when I tell you, it is something to be at peace. Not to deal with the hustle and bustle and the crazy and the backbiting and all of that. It is something. I want y'all to just come on over here in the peace section. Let me give y'all a minute, okay? Come on, move, move to the side. Come on, because we all getting ready to come over here. Peace. Peace. I'm serious. All that drama and back and forth and exposing and telling and all that, baby. I ain't got time for it. But y'all know, December 31st, I'll be putting up my cards. I've read for 29 years I got under my belt. I'm retiring. I teach now. I teach how to read cards, how to do divinations. I teach. I like it better over there. For real. Now, I have exclusive clients. Not even going to lie. I got exclusive clients that, hey, we need you. Those going to always have me as their spiritual advisor, their guide, their mentor, their voice of reason, their, hey, let's learn this together, of course. But I'm talking about getting in the hustle and bustle and always trying to post to get readings and, you know, letting people know. I don't need to do that no more. I did it already. I, it's time to evolve. Reading got me in the door. I'm already in the room. Now I'm ready to go build my own room. I'm grateful for every table that I was invited to sit in. Even the ones that were wobbly, the ones that faked as a table, the ones that didn't have no legs, they had milk crates holding it up. I'm grateful for all of them. Because I've seen my share of fuckery, crazy, bullshit, positive, growth, thankfulness, support. I've seen it all. And I'm grateful for each and every one of them. Because even the ones that might have meant it for evil, God turned it for good. The Eggles turned it for good. The Arisha, the Wilds, everybody. Everybody turned it for good. So, Toast to them, because I'm thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for the ones that talked bad about me. I'm thankful for the ones that thought they had access to me when all they did was sit behind my back and try to dog me out. I'm thankful for them, because they no longer have the access. So when they talk about me now, they talk about shit that happened three, four years ago, because they don't have no access to me now. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that good dope, what I learned in the street, sells itself. I don't need to do all that. I sell myself. No, I'm not famous, famous. I ain't unknown. No, I don't have a huge following, but folk follow me. No, I ain't got a, a silver spoon in my mouth, but shit, I got a spoon. It ain't a dollar store. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it all. And I've seen 29 years consistency of doing cards. Even when I thought, no, nah, I ain't going to do it. Shit, a debt came in the mail. Motherfuckers came to me out of the blue. They wouldn't allow me to quit. Even when I got initiated, they said, you can't stop her because this is what she's supposed to do. 29 years. It's a blessing. I didn't even know I could retire until I met Dorothy Morrison. I can teach. I can mentor. I can guide. 
on how to grow your page from going from five to 15 to 16,000 to going from a hundred to 1200 to 50,000. Yeah, I can do that. I can take ways of you not seeing a clear way and turn it into money, cold hard cash. I am the plug and I'm grateful for it. I remember when people go, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think that she could do all this. Those are the same people that be in my inbox. Hey, can you help me with something? Hey. So. So, come on through. And <clears throat> enjoy my party tonight. Come on through and enjoy my party tonight. Because I will be on Facebook Live. Doing a retirement party, so to speak. And doing some readings. Some live readings. So, come on through. Yeah, I invite you. Come on, we're going to have some music, some stories, some readings, all that. So, come on through. Come on through. You're welcome to come on through tonight at 8 o'clock to be a part of it and, and have some fun. Come on through. I invite you. I invite you. I'm not going to lie and say I won't miss it. But I ain't going to sit here in front like it will be a weight off the shoulder and something new to do. It's scary as well as exciting to take a leap into a room that you're building. Getting the materials and sitting there and reading instructions and doing all of that. It's different. Aligning yourself up to things that's new and taking the leap and having faith. That's why I put that song on there. I'm just out here trusting. Baby, they gave me the assignment. And let me tell you, people were... Man, when I tell you, motherfuckers was going in, spiritual people and everything, right? Who are you to um say uh, you're spiritual? Your, your numbers say you're spiritual. I never said I was going to retire from being spiritual. I said I'm retiring from reading cards. <laughs> I didn't say I'm leaving the spiritual anything. I'm moving up. I can be a teacher. I don't need to be out here hustling and grinding and doing all of that and promoting and all that. I don't need to do that no more. Word of mouth works well for me. I done been in circles and around people that I'm grateful. And those that don't know me, it's okay. I wasn't supposed to be in your life at that moment. But those that do definitely put my name in rooms that my feet never touched. And I'm grateful for it. Do you know how beautiful it is to have someone say, hey, someone told me, yo, you're good. And um, they told me I need to see you. And then later on, for months later, right? Because I don't look for accolades. But months later, they come and say, hey, what you said was right on point. Thank you. Here's this gift. Or they'll refer you to somebody else. Once again, 
to places my feet has never touched. And I'm grateful for it. I really am. I'm grateful that I've seen my share of so many ups and downs. I've seen <laughs> where you'll want to say, hey, why didn't you throw in the towel? Ebaye, my godfather once asked me that, the one that passed away. He said, Joe D, he said, I want to ask you a question, man. He said, all the shit that happened to you, why you didn't give up? Why you just walk away? So many people have walked away. I want to know. He said, because me and, me and May, your godmother, we was talking about it, right? And, you know, at first, I didn't believe you until I started talking to people about you. And they was telling me the virgins, they know you or how, you know, people stole from you and people were dogging you out. He said, so I want to ask personally, like, yo, be honest. Why you didn't give up? I said, I looked at him and I said, yo, being from the streets player, I said, it may sound, you know, what you may not want to hear, but I can only give you the truth. Being from the streets kid, I don't know how to fold. I don't know how to give up. And I knew that if I wanted to live, I had to make it on the other side. He said, but how do you know, like, you know, like people, like even us, we might fuck over. If you do, that's your choice. That's on you. It ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I can't. Listen, everybody in my life is for a reason in the season. God never said it was going to be permanent. Even my parents, they dead. Everybody that walks in my life is for a reason and a season. God never said they will be permanent. My parents are deceased. They ain't permanent. So if they can leave, God take them back. I knew then, from a young age, everybody's on borrowed time. So what you going to do with it? Now, I can sit and complain and talk about all the people that did me wrong and get try to get revenge and start talking about them and do all that. But then I'm missing my fucking life and my blessing. Ain't nobody got that much power over me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ain't nobody written space like that in my head. They, they not. I got other things to do. I'm, my money and my mind works together. I ain't got worrying about who don't like me and who don't fuck with me and who said this and who said that. I don't give a fuck. It's 24 hours in a day. If I can take up headspace in your fucking head for 24 hours, I'm not the problem. <laughs> Look at yourself. I suggest you get some therapy or some friends or something for you to do in your life. Real talk. Because I'm not here for you. When I seen the vision, I saw where I was supposed to go and where I'm going and where I end up. I ain't see none of those people that's talking bad about me. I ain't see them. Never forget, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, sitting in my room. I was twisting my locks. I was watching Sacred Journey. Angel was my godfather. He was crowned Yemaya then. And... I was sitting there, and for a moment, I wasn't even in my bedroom. On Peachtree Industrial, that's where I used to live, right there in DeKalb County, right? Peachtree Industrial. And I saw me at the river. I saw me speaking. I saw all these things that was taking place, and I cried because at that moment, I didn't have it to give, and I didn't even see where I was going. I didn't lack faith. I just didn't know how it was going to come about. 
And right when I came out, my Ebay, my husband passed away. He handed me the phone. He said, yo, Angel on the phone for you. And Angel started crying. I don't even know if he remembers this. And he said, you watching it? And I said, yeah. He said, and you seen Division? And I just boo-hooed. Boo-hooed. Because I saw it. I saw where I was supposed to be. In every, in every moment of my life that carved out, that I saw in that vision that took place, I cried. The day I got initiated, my godmother asked me, right? She, my jabona, let me say. She said, okay, we was all sitting there. It was me, my twin, and my god sister, right? And like I say, I relate things to my life, to my experience. I can't speak for nobody else. She said, so far, how y'all feel? <laughs> and y'all, uh, y'all getting it. I said, yo, man, I feel like I'm, you know, like I was in jail. She was like, what? And she took it as a negative. And I was like, nah, don't, don't take it as that. I said, because it changed my life. Three hots in a cot, because that's what we're getting. And three meals, we got somewhere to sleep. <laughs> and, yo, this is the breaking point. I can stand this motherfucker forever. And that means I can walk away and not get crowned. Or I can step up on that other side of that door and change my life completely. I said, so yeah, that's the pivotal moment for me. When I was sitting in that cell on Queens Boulevard. And my lawyer walked in and she said, which one you choosing? Not to snitch or nothing. But are you, you, are you your parents is going to get fed up. Country and them bailed us out. Um, are you going to keep on going or are you going to go the right way? Now, this is the part that where everything changed. And I was trying to explain to my Jabona, but she didn't get it. So I'm explaining it to y'all. Me, Carol, Keisha, and Teresa, and all of us, we was all friends, right? Good friends. We all grew up together. Day ones, as y'all would say. We were in, all of us were in fucking toxic relationships, and we would talk about it like that shit was great. I had two kids, right? I had Daquan and Isha. Um, I wasn't doing shit that I needed to do to be a functionable fucking parent, right? I didn't leave my kids with my mom. You know, I would hang out, but I still had to make sure they go to school and everything. I was living in my parents' house. And majority of these people... When they were having kids, they were all living in their mom's house, right? Nobody wasn't progressing. Nobody wasn't doing nothing but partying, smoking weed, hanging out, getting your kids to school, having them run around. Watch, they watching you argue with motherfuckers. I'm out here selling drugs and pimping fucking girls. And I'm running to Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan. I'm all over the fucking place. Talking to niggas, like smoking weed. It was nothing productive in my life. And the people around me weren't productive because they couldn't see past the door that was in front of them. Real talk. So when we got all locked up, me and Cal, because Teresa and Keisha and ran in the house, we, we went to jail. And I was the oldest. So I was going to take everything because I was the oldest. And... We sitting in there, and I don't forget the when the lawyer came in. She said, 
you know, you, you were in school, you had a job, because I was, I was working at the candy factory. And she was like, you got two kids. The people that are around you, real talk, chick was white, never forget her. She said, and the people that are around you that you consider friends, I'm looking at them. They don't, they don't have no aspirations to do anything. She said, you know, what, what do you, what do you want to do? What, what example do you want to show to your kids? Now me being young and I know I'm in jail and I can't cry, but when I tell your sister was speaking truth to me and shit and like really having this conversation and it wasn't something that was new. My pops and my moms was telling me that too. But sometimes when a stranger tell you some shit, it's like, damn, everybody, everybody was right. Like it got to be something worth looking into. So now forget when I got home, right? My mom's in them got us out. Country. Got home. We went to the diner. Ate. I looked around at everybody. And I went home. And you know, after a while I was just sitting there. And nobody even noticed the change. Right? Nobody. I stopped smoking weed. I stopped smoking weed. I stopped. I went to church. I didn't have no church clothes. Nothing decent. For real, I had a cocktail dress on. It's fucking Tina Turner wig. Makeup that looked like I was a stripper. And I came in that church. I know I looked at her. And if somebody got a picture of that shit, they got gigs for me from eternity. But I didn't care. And when they called people up to the pulpit, I didn't go to get saved. And I told them that. i never forget when the lady was like, do you accept? I said, no, I didn't come up here to get saved. I said, I came up here just to pray. Hope that God hears me. Sister Turner, that's when I met her. She turned and said, God do hear you. She let my hand go. She was holding my hand. She let my hand go. She said, God, do hear you. That night when I went home, I had a dream that my hands embedded was the symbol of David. And it got on fire. And it was burning. But it wasn't a burning of pain. It was a burning of cleansing. For real. Yo, I thought I was tripping. i never forget. I told my ex-husband's mom, her and her friend, right? Because her friend had came there and they was talking. And she was some spiritual chick. And I was telling her. And she was like, you read? I was like, what the fuck is that? I ain't know nothing about spirituality. I'm not even going to lie. I said, I don't know. What the fuck is that? She said, no, do you see things before they happen? I said, yeah, but, you know, I went to the night house. They told me I was crazy. And I did. I did. Um, she was like, no, you're not crazy. She said, just in time. She said, but I'm not the one to get you there. She said, I'm just the one to give you the message. She said, but that symbol is there for a reason. And, you know, I left, right? Stopped smoking weed. I left. I went home. The first book I ever read, not even going to lie to you, was To Ride a Silver Broomstick from uh, uh, Ravenwolf. Right? It was the first book I ever read about spirituality and witchcraft was to ride a silver broomstick. Um, 
And it just opened the door for me to start reading more. Every time you saw me, you saw a book in my hand. I didn't give a fuck what it was. I was reading it. And then I met Rachel. And from there, it was a spiral where people started coming out the woodwork. Spiritual people, people that were my mentors. You know, Monifa, Jewel, Rachel. Man, so many people. So many people. Some of them was batshit crazy. Some of them taught me a lot. Some of them was, wow, you need your ass whooped, for real. But I'm grateful for each and every one of them. Because I learned so much in those 29 years. But <clears throat> back to when I started making a change in my life. I didn't have to tell people I wasn't around them. They would fall off from me. I started locking my hair, right? The first time I ever locked my hair, I started locking my hair. I met these two sisters. One was a Muslim, the other one was a Muslim staff spiritualist. She passed on. Her name is Gabriella. We called her Gabby. And they taught me how to rap, right? How to rap with a gale and how to use material. So we would go to the material shop. And all I would buy was white t-shirts and white skippies. But material was everything, right? And I would wear like stretchy shorts under it. But it was, I would rap. So you would see all three of us walking down the street. And people would be looking at us. People would bow. They never asked for our bags in stores. They'd be like, nah, let the sisters go. And we were walking and we walked past the farmer's market. Right, because we was all eating healthy and all of that. We walked past the farmer's market and we met Monifa. And she looked at me and she said, there's a million ways to get to the creator. We all find our own way. And from that day forward, every day we would go and see her. Right? And she made this oil called One Love. This oil was amazing. And she was the one that told me about the Million Woman March and things like that. And I remember going, so... It was all like a domino effect. So whoever left my life, someone new came in that I needed at that moment to put me to the next level. So after I got arrested and Keisha and all of them, I, you know, I stopped hanging around there. I would be in Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, but I wasn't with people. I would go on journeys. I would put my kids' book bags on them and we would go on Saturdays. Or Fridays, we would go to, Friday if it was a holiday, we would go to different boroughs and explore. To them, they just was like, yo, we outside, we going to play with kids, we going to a park, we going to do something. But I would find like different bookstores and different spots. And then while they in school and I'm not in school, I'm not working, I would go to these spots to go and say, yo, I saw this with my kids, now I'm going to go and get this. You know what I'm saying? And... I met his sister and she told, she asked me, did I know how to make incense? And I was like, nah, her name was Ruby. And I was like, no. And she said, yo, I'm going to show you. She said, for some strange reason, I'm going to show you. And she did show me how to hand roll incense and how DPG so it won't have that black smoke. And I started making incense. I started making oils. This was 29 years ago. I started making incense and oils and making candles. Real talk. And I would sell it. Imani's no-nonsense answers, right? Because back then, my name was Imani Dada Alatenge. And it meant 
Faith, sister, God will help us. Imani Dada Alatenge was my name. Faith, sister, God will help us. And I would go to the African Poetry Center. I would go to the Jamaica Art Center whenever they had some event. My kids was there. I grew up going there. I took photography and things like that because the school used to take us. And I used to go to African Poetry Theater. Man, we'd be all over. And when I got older and now I got kids, I would let them go through and they went through the rites of passage and all of that. So I was very grateful. All of them got names. My son's name was Davu. Rule over one, right? A king. Look, his crown is Shango, Cabo Sile. My daughter was Hajanika to be at hand, to be like her grandmother, to be at hand. That's Isha. Didi was Mazan, wisdom. She's going to see what it is. And Shaba was Hajanika, Mosi. Who is the father? Who is the father of us all? Because your definition may not be mine. So I'm going to go with who I know, who I believe. And no one can sway me. And that's fact with Shaba. You can say what you want, but she's going to believe what she believes. So, and mine was Imani Dada Alatenge. Faith, sister, God will help us. <laughs> so as I started transforming, healing, growing, these friends, my day ones, would crack jokes on me. Oh, man. They used to be like, where you going, Mother Africa? <laughs> Queen Kakaka, I was like, oh, oh, my God. I was like, okay. And it would piss them off because I didn't, I didn't argue with them. I didn't sit there and, you know, go back and forth. And, you know, I see them through passing. While they were sitting in the park. Smoking weed, which I wasn't judging because that used to be me. And they'd see me walk by with my kids and they'd be like, yo, where you going? I'd be like, oh, we're going to the village. For real? What you doing there? And I was like, oh, I'm, um, you know, going to see, <clears throat> um, you know, what's new, going on an adventure. And <clears throat> they would... They would sit there and crack jokes. Real talk. Right? Or they'd be like, they'll ask my kids while I'm standing there. Right? So when people, when you remove yourself, right? Or God removes yourself from people that's been serving you poison. Trust me, it ain't no sending off, no bon voyage. It becomes petty, messy, ugly. Because... Now, the first thing they thinking is, we got 24 hours in a day. What make this bitch better than me? So my kids, I would have their book bags and stuff. And, you know, they corner all of them be standing there like, Ma, come on, we got to go. And Teresa and them were really right in front of me. I know y'all want to go with y'all mother, right? She embarrassed y'all. Look how she dressed with all this wrap and shit, all this um, material on. Don't she look stupid? I know y'all want to go, right? My kids be like, yeah, we do want to go. We want to leave. Like, come on, ma. And they just be like, I don't know why you got them kids smelling like that, smelling like all that frankincense. No, I, I didn't put no oils on them. I said, only oil is on me. I'm not putting it on no kids. Oh, whatever. Uh-uh. Who you think you was? Erica Badu? You're not Erica Badu. Oh, my God. You remember who you used to be? 
I say, I do. How could I forget? <laughs> I'm just growing up. And they would sit there, literally, right? I'm telling y'all. They would sit there and complain, dog me out, all that. Not to me, to each other while I was going. And when I come back, like we always came back in a decent hour, right? Always, because at nine o'clock they were in bed. So if we left, we left in the morning and we would come back around six or seven. Nine was pushing it. So because they had to eat their dinner, wash up, you know, and get to bed, right? So... And um, when I would come back, you know, somebody would call me or they'd be at my window or they'd be on the step and be like, yeah, you know, and this is what really pissed people off. This is how I knew I was growing. When they go, yeah, you know, Teresa and them said, I used to be like, stop. I don't care. <laughs> they didn't tell me. They told you. She trusts you enough to talk bad about me to you. Whole life. And I would get up and walk away. When I said, enough is enough. I never forget. I said, enough is enough. I need my kids to have a life. A life that's better than mine. And if any way just to get me to the door, I swear I'll walk through the door. My son was accused of a robbery or something, right? Now, mind you, my son is big. And he ain't look nothing like the person that they were saying or whatever, and the cops was robbing them, and I knew. And I was like, okay, it's time for us to leave. Didi had a, a fight with, i never forget, with Nicole's daughter. And Nicole, this is in first grade, y'all, in PS40. Nicole's daughter brought a knife to school, and we're in the principal's office. This is where you'll be like, yo, people either, you uh, bail money or I need to move. Now, Nicole and Sherry were friends, right? So, Sherry used to date my ex-husband, Roosevelt. And he's in jail, right? He's doing 20-something years. Neither one of us have access to him. I done divorced this man, got remarried. I'm married to Craig. And we are, we are building our family and stuff. You know, he is, I'm going through a transformation of eating right, becoming a vegetarian, making sure... You know, it takes me hours to go food shopping because I'm reading everything and doing all that. And Nicole and Sherry are friends. Teresa and them were supposed to be my friends. Eva was Roosevelt's ex. So now all these people, right, have this hatred for me that I done moved on. I don't even associate. I didn't even... If someone asks me, hey, what's your, Roosevelt, and that's it. Like, nah, but you know, I'm, I'm married now, right? And that's it. Like, at all. So Sherry and Nicole are best friends. Nicole and Sherry are sitting there dogging me out. And her daughter and them are listening to this. Her daughter brings a butcher knife to school to kill my daughter. Real talk. This is first grade, y'all. First fucking grade. All because of parents and their wickedness. That's why I always say, yo, be careful what you say around children. Because they don't, they don't comprehend or they don't see it the way you see it. Kids have their own way of seeing things. So when Miss Miss Matten 
bring them all in the office and we sitting there. She was already heated because she was like, yo, I'm, I'm really tired of this shit because this lady, I was a caseworker for homeless families. Um, you know, working, I come up, I volunteer for the school. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to really change my life. And it was beautiful because Ibae, um, Kichi, a lot of people are like, yo, you know, I, I like that you're growing up. For real, I hope some of your friends take, you know, a pass with that. Like, I like that you're changing. And Miss Matten saw where I was really changing my life. Like, really, I'm not out here doing nothing fucked up. I'm trying to be an example for my children and give them something that they can look forward to. Real talk. I don't want to be that parent. No shade, but I don't want to be that parent that's sitting here waiting on welfare all fucking day long. I'm sitting in projects talking about what I'm going to do and never do it. Like, no. <laughs> I want to go out and explore. My kids was on the train going to Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, all that. We would be all over the place. Circle line, in the village. We went to parades, Halloween. We even went to the gay parade. We didn't care. We was everywhere. If they had carnivals, whatever, we were there. Right? That's why they don't have a problem with going nowhere now. It's embedded in them. So, she asked her. She said, she asked, Nicole was there, Sherry was there, I was there. Me and Craig, right? She asked the little girl, she said, her daughter, she said, why did you bring the knife to school? She said, because my mother and them said, that she wanted her dead. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I just bust out crying. And I looked at Sherry. And I looked at Nicole. And I was like, yo. Tell me a reason or tell me why. Y'all hate me. Or you hate my kids. Because I don't even know y'all. Really, I met y'all through Roosevelt. And Miss Madden is sitting there. And she's looking. Right? It's the principal. She got have all of them arrested. Shout out to Miss Madden always for just being that person, being a true fucking lady. And she looked and she looked at Sherry and she said, yeah, y'all can answer her. And Sherry's like, no, you know, because the things you did to Roosevelt. And I said, were you there? Whatever I'm supposed to do to Roosevelt, were you there? Were you there? No. So then what, what did I do to him? I left him in jail. I didn't go to jail. He did. Am I with him now? Because this is the guy I'm married to. And Craig is just sitting there. Right? All Craig wanted to do is beat the shit out of everybody. If I, you know, I'm like, calm down. We, we got this. We're going to go in and we're going we to listen. And they looked at Nicole and they asked her, well, what is your... Oh, I'm Sherry's friend. That's my best friend. And mind you, none of them was around when Roosevelt and me were married. Not a one. But Roosevelt has this one thing that he would talk about me. Now, to some women, that's great the first time because we hear how bad she is and this and this. But the math didn't math because you're still talking about her. This lady that moved on, you in jail. She done moved on. She got a life. Her kids are grown. Even now, she done moved on. She ain't worrying about you. She ain't talking about you. She ain't doing anything. And you still talk about her. So now for women, right? Not him. Because he's venting, right? At the end of the day, he's venting. And I'm going to go with what his homeboy said. When someone fucks up, 
so bad. And instead of them owning their mistake or owning their part, holding themselves accountable, that's guilt. He said, because now, yo, D, y'all are in your 50s. You done got married. You, he said, yo, you done got married. You done lived. You done did all this stuff. And this nigga still talking about you. That's guilt. That ain't nothing else. But to a woman, coming from a woman's stance, you making me like a god. Because to her, she's like, okay, he's still talking about her. And why ain't, you know, I, I need that status. Then what really fucks them up, because even Lynn, right? You married her, got divorced. You ain't get remarried yet. You had a kid by her. We ain't got no kids. So, did she hurt you? That's what Lynn said. You hurt him so bad that he holds you in a standard that no woman, no other woman can touch. I said, oh, okay. Too bad I don't think like that, but okay. But that's from a woman's perspective. So here it is, this woman has bred all of this into her friends, and now her friends want to act as revenge. That's why be careful of the beefs and the, the conflicts that you get into with people because you don't know the backstory. So now Nicole's daughter is in first grade bringing a knife to kill a kid that don't have anything to do with it. And Nicole didn't even know. I'm, be honest. She didn't know. Like, here, my husband is sitting right next to me. And she's like, so you don't, you don't, you, you're not with Roosevelt? I was like, no, I'm married. I said, I've been married already for three years. She was like, yo. Now she's looking at Sherry. Like, what the fuck? And she was like, wait. So you don't go up there? No, why? Oh, so, um. So y'all don't talk? I was like, no, my love. Married? Like, here, husband. Here, you know. Live down the block. 107, 159. Apartment 1A. <laughs> Live down the block. Got a husband, like, real married ring. You know, whole thing. She looked at Sherry, like... And she... So Miss Madden looked at her and she said, no, what you got to say? And she was like, here I am thinking that you are still in his life and that you are threatening her. And I said, I don't even, I said, when I see her, I say hi. That's it. And Miss Madden, that's when Miss Madden said, yeah. And Donna never told us that if y'all children are related or anything, she said, she ain't bring none of that to the school you did. She said, so it seems like the problem is with you, not her. Sherry was so angry, she got up and walked out. Because he got in her head, right? Not to dog me out. He got in her head because I guess he was venting. And he's going to vent to whoever's going to listen. Real talk. And I wish he really stopped. So if anyone that really knows him, when he stopped bringing up my name, say, hey, you know she moved on. When can you? Like, if you're going to be a girlfriend to him, get him some therapy. Real talk. I went. You know, I, I get it. We grew up together. We were friends. That was my homeboy. I don't see him as anything sexual. It's my, it's my kid's father. Like, it's my ex-husband. That's it. I don't hate him. It took me years not to hate him no more. 
I don't hate him. I really wish him a great fucking life. I do. I really do. I wish he healed. I wish he finds someone that will help him. And because he's getting older. And be honest, we, we both are. He needs to date someone that can identify a fucking stroke. And he needs really to get a life, like a beautiful life, so he can spend his last days or moments or years, God willing, in, in a blissful state. Just enjoying, travel, go fishing, go do something. Like, for real. And y'all should tell him, hey, right when he bring me up, say, hey, you know, that's old news, man. Let's talk about something else. Leave that lady alone. She ain't worried about you. <laughs> for real. But back to the story. These people, even Teresa and all of them, they were all now friends with Sherry and them. So my enemy's enemy, they all became friends, right? My homegirls that I, day ones, are all now friends with Eva and, and Sherry and, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking I'm better than anybody. I'm not. I'm really not. So, uh, Tammy, God bless the day, and Wanda. Wanda's my god sister, right? But Tammy and Eva were friends. I have a problem with that. Yes, y'all friends. But here's Teresa. So, one day when I had Dee, right, I left over there and I was running to go get dressed because... You know, they'd be like, leave her, let us play with her. So Eva was there. In my mind, Teresa, you going to hold her down. Y'all going to make sure she don't do nothing to my baby. So I'm going to go get dressed. Like, I didn't even think of. So my baby is sitting there wanting would like to poke holes in the pamper because they like to smell it, right? Crazy. But I used to be like, yo, y'all going to buy me some goddamn pamper. Stop poking holes in them. So I, you know, I, I left my cigarettes. So I doubled back. And I ran upstairs. I have to knock. That's my godmother's house. Like, I just left out of there. So I doubled back and I came up and I was standing by the door. And I was ready to walk in. And Eva is sitting there. Teresa's holding Dee Dee. Dee Dee is crying. And she's like, yeah, Eva, you know, how you feel with, you know, this Roosevelt daughter? These are my friends. And Eva was like, she can have a baby. I got the man. I always had a man. I don't give a fuck about no baby. Mm. She don't look like him anyway. Teresa, that been with me from day one. My God sister Wanda and them. It's my family to me. I left my baby here so I can go and get dressed. And y'all are sitting here dogging me out while you hold my child. Teresa was like, yeah, you know, because he be fighting her and stuff. She's stupid. I don't even know why she with him. And, you know, she's, she's just dumb. Oh, she is stupid. And to have a baby, right? I remember that day. I walked in, grabbed my cigarettes, grabbed my baby. Now they're all looking at me. Teresa's like, Donna, I got... No, 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 no. And from that day forward, I swear on everything I love, from that day forward... Teresa could never babysit my kids. Smoke a lot stepped in. Real talk. I would let Dee Dee go with smoke a lot before I let her go with Teresa. Fuck you, die, kill yourself. And from that day forward, I'm not even going to lie. Teresa's life went downhill. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because the very things that you dogged me about and did that, that shit all backfired and came back to you. So like I said, when you start changing and start wanting better for your life, people that you started out with ain't going to be the ones you're going to finish with. 
Real talk. And it's not you lighting candles on people or doing that. Your very essence, your very, your very life, your, the vision that God gave you, the, 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 the whole makeup of your life that you see, you're going to see it. You don't see them in there. You don't see them standing there beside you. And it was sad. Hence why I put that song. I'm just out here trusting God. You know, it is. It's, it's a difference. Because what got you through the door won't keep you in the room. But I'll tell you one thing. I might have rested here and there. Took a spell to rest. But you won't, you ain't here. Yo, I give up. I don't know how to fold. I don't know how to give up. I know what it feels to be betrayed. I know how it feels to be talked about. I, from family to best friends to even lovers. I was dating this dude, Big James, and everybody wanted their cars red. This motherfucker's dating some of the chicks. And they thinking they gonna get a reading. They ain't get nothing. And when I found out, I tripped out and I kept it moving. So yeah. Did I have some dark days? Did I have people that would... That's why I keep my grass cut low. Because I see everything. But I had some people that was like, wow. And betrayal doesn't come from strangers. It come from family, friends. People you once helped. To have them sit there and lie and just conquer a story. And you be sitting there saying, wow. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful. 29 years, every time I think about it, 29 years. Started when I was 10, y'all. My son will be 40. My son was 10 years old when I started. Equal will be 40 years old. 29 years I've been reading. And it's been one hell of a ride. I had a tarot card collection, man, that was fucking infamous. But moving and all that, I gave a lot of stuff away. And now I have a keepsake bag because I'm looking for a Pacific box that I saw in a vision. And um, it'll, be, it, it'll be there for whichever one of my grands or great-grands or great-great-grands. Instructions, cards, bones, will be right there. I'm not here to tell you, don't do it, don't follow your dreams, don't give up. I'm not here to do what you feel. We don't talk about the part when you have to go through having people leave your life that you thought would be with you for the long haul. We don't talk about those parts where family, even your very children, your mama, your daddies, your husband, your partner, when they betray you. We don't talk about that. We just say, hey, you know, I had to change my life. But you go through a lot of turmoil and hurt and pain because you, you got to heal that version of you so you won't repeat that cycle. And no, people don't hand you a party or tell you good luck and pat you on the back. No, they talk your ass out. <laughs> they, they crucify you. Because now, everybody's happy when you're doing good. But once you start surpassing them, 
Now you a bitch. You don't got nothing. Oh my God, I don't compete with nobody. You hear all of that. Laugh. That's the best medicine in the world. Laugh. Even while you crying, bust out fucking laughing. Because at that moment, you should know I'm growing. And if I was the old version of me, I'd have mollywopped your ass all up and down the streets. But I'm not. And I'm not the one that's the problem. See, I've seen where my flaws or my insecurities or my brokenness was. And I did something to heal it. I went back to go save that little girl that has been waiting to be saved for eons. But instead of trying to save myself, I'm out here trying to save others and put that cape around my fucking neck and try to be Captain Save-A-Hole or Superman. When the person that needed to be saved was myself. And once I took that cape off and said, hey, let me go and save me. And learn to hug me and take all of those remedies and all that magic and put it in with me. Oh, motherfuckers don't like you. Because you had the strength, the courage, the tenacity to say, ah, I'm not going to stay that way. Let me do something about it. And actively do it. Actively. To say, hey, I'm in therapy. Girl, for real? Not you. This is a real conversation, right? And it wasn't that long ago. So what you been doing? Like, girl, in therapy, you know, healing. You, not you online, always posting stuff, talk about. I said, and that's why I can do it. Because some of that stuff I really go through. Some of it is not. But I'm in therapy. It's not something to be shamed. Not you. Dog, you never know a person. Are you for real? <laughs> like, is therapy a bad thing? Ain't therapy just for crazy people? For real? Well, and shit, it's a lot of crazies then. Why you not in there? <laughs> she was like, I don't need therapy. Everything is good with me. Everything is on my life, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, to be honest, because I always leave my life like it's, you know, it just got me a car and everything. Okay, girl, well, congratulations. Shit, keep doing it. Shit, you know, I salute you. An hour later, no lie. An hour later, yeah, girl, only if he'll stop fucking cheating and shit and he don't know I had to leave, you know, fucking lease this car and this shit is killing me. I said, I love you. Therapy is what you need. I'm not the person to carry your, your bag. First of all, that's too heavy for me. <laughs> and I don't need that load on me. But here's a number to a therapist and she's really, really good. And if you don't have medical coverage, you know, she does sliding scale. So, she's really good. You think I need therapy? You need to talk to somebody. And it sure ain't us, and it ain't your so-called friends, and it definitely ain't the person that's making you go through this shit. So, here. But anyway, let's talk about Power Girl. I love this show. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I'm late to the party. I just started watching Power. But yeah, that's it. People are quick to try to make you feel guilty or make you feel like you are doing something wrong because you're healing your body and you're healing your mind and you're healing your traumas. People would rather have you trauma bond 
and be friends with them because you're going through something or they going through something. No, I don't need a co-defendant. I didn't need one when I was in the street. I damn sure don't need one now. Oh, because you don't like her. I don't like her neither. I, no, no. Now I love her. How about that? I love her. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck, we trauma bonding because you don't like somebody. No. No, this is not, we're going to get together and be the amen choir and every day I'm going to get up and make a fake page and go and watch what's on her page. Are you sick? No, no. Be mindful, y'all. We're stepping into 2024. Life is meant to life. Enjoy your shit. Take pictures. Go and travel. Be adventurous. Fall in love. Fall out of love. Go. Dance on the pole. I don't give a fuck, but enjoy it because... When it's time for you to say goodbye and join the elders, you shouldn't have no regrets or you shouldn't have that conversation with, if I had time, I should. No, no. 2024 is not that. I'm, I'm not living in that era. Oh, my God. I just work and go home. or I just read and that's it. I don't really do. No. I'm going to enjoy this. I teach. On Patreon, I teach, yeah, because we ain't doing that. I'm a teaching people. Can't. No, you want to join my Patreon? Great. You will learn. You will learn. But what I'm not going to do is advertise for free. No, I'm going to make crazy videos, pop junk, have fun, and relax. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come back. No. No, I'm going to learn. I'm going to elevate. I'm in the room. I'm leaving the room. I'm, uh, the door is open. And I left a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't just pack a to-go plate and didn't leave nothing. Oh, I left a whole bunch of stuff. And even built a little table for y'all to go and grab some little parting gifts with. Right? So I left y'all some gifts. Now I'm going over here to build my own shit. And not everybody has access to it right now. Because you got to earn it. The same way I had to earn it. And I love my tribe. Because my tribe said, we're not sitting here going, we're not talking about people. We're talking ways of how to manifest and make money and ways of elevating and, and being supportive to each other. What we're not going to do is sit here and talk about what somebody else is doing. Why? It's 24 hours in a day. I'm not wasting and giving nobody head space for some shit they ain't doing for me. No. Find you a tribe. Find you a bunch of people. And now, let me tell you, a lot of women, as well as guys, tried that. And then it always goes back to, and you don't worry, I removed myself from your table. Or I'm kicking you out of mine, either one. Yeah, because you know such as, ah, pause. Why are we talking about them? Why? Somebody just called me, real talk, and thought I was going to have a whole conversation about some people in Detroit. I was like, no, we're not doing that. Oh, because, mm -mm, I don't give a fuck what they say about me. I'm letting you know now it stops at the door. And guess what? Lose my number. Have a good life. Bye. And that's it. I'm not here. I'm not worrying about if If they want to talk about me, God bless them. God bless them. You don't hold space in my head like that. You're, you're, you're not relevant. And I'm unbothered. So, yeah. Folks, stop allowing people to hold head space in your shit. Stop worrying about what people think. And heal from those versions of you that got hurt. And let's move on and enjoy 2024. It's an eight. It is movement. It is prosperity. It is learning. It is investing in yourself. It is all of that. So let's, let's tap in. 
Let's tap in. Let's not worry about, and let's spend, let's stop monitoring what we're, how long we're staying online because outside is real. Let's get into it. I love y'all. Catch me tonight so you won't miss out.